Hey everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. We are going with a straightforward, no-nonsense, dang it, unbelievable introduction. Um, is it the cell phone doctor? It is not. False. This is a customer, and he sent. He just sent me a picture of you and a picture of me. You fished with them a couple days ago. I fished with them today. And uh, it says, the difference between Will and Dan. It shows me jumping onto the tongue of my trailer and cranking my boat on. And it shows you just about falling out of your boat. Let me as see. As you try to hook your boat up to oh, yeah. the trailer. <laughs> we, we each have our own system. <laughs> we each have our own system and it, it each works. So Will and I are uh, fishing guides in north central Minnesota. We live, Longville would be our hometown. We fish Leech Lake. And we get together once a week, record a podcast about fishing. Fishing walleye specifically. Fishing walleye specifically in... Uh, Most times of the year, yeah. I guess. And that's definitely where we're going now. Yeah, we're heading in the right direction here. Right. And... Yeah. It is uh, late August. Late August. Feels very fallish yep. today. We're starting to see a handful of leaves change colors now. Uh you know, we can definitely, we got cool days, you know, we're at, seven, it's supposed to be high of 72 mm-hmm. today, looking like that the rest of the week. When I got on the lake, it was 49 degrees this morning. Me too. Yeah, nice. We must, you must have got on the lake about 7. Yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, it's just nice, it's a nice feeling, you wake up and you just can, you can breathe easy knowing that, you know, the cool weather's coming and we don't have to deal with the humidity anymore. Right. Yeah, feels awfully nice. Easy to fish for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you feel better getting off the water. You know, you get off the water even from a half day in July and you're beat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I feel great. Hopefully it leads to a better podcast. Absolutely. Um, we're going to do, in this podcast, we're going to do uh, this year versus last year. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, last year versus this year. Right. Um, just how different August has been. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm feeling it quite a bit, and we'll talk about maybe why. Uh, we'll do a week in review, uh, talk about jigging minnows, because that's coming up, and maybe sooner rather than mm-hmm. later. Um, gonna, we're going to talk a little bit about the wind and how much it matters. Yeah, variable that is super important and gets more and more important as we get into the fall. I'm up for a what if. Mm-hmm. We've got a fall checklist. We'll do a week in preview. And we're done. Adios. D-U-N. All right, let's take a break. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. Wilbur, how was your week? I had an okay week. Um, had a muskie trip today that was real pretty tough. Walleye trip yesterday in Leech that was fairly tough. Um, fished the Longville lakes that was pretty decent. Crappies are still going on a lot of the lakes. They're not as great as it has been, but it's still pretty good. I uh, definitely could put together a meal still. Um, yeah, pulling big minnows, pulling night crawlers still, jigging a little bit where I think I can catch a fish. Um, and you know, it's not like jigging a minnow is going to be like the best ticket for you most of the time, but it's still really nice to get a bite on it. Yeah. And I do think that that particular fish might not eat a nightcrawler. Right. For so, sure. 
Why not? Especially if like, so what I'm doing is like, if I'm working a, a brake line and there's a shallow, shallow rocks or something up top, I'm casting a jig up there just to see if there's a fish up there. If there's a fish up there, it's generally going to probably be a minnow eater if it's up top. Sure. So. Yeah. I think about that a little bit with a jig and wrap or pitching a jig and a minnow. What you're also doing is you're kind of scouting, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you didn't look at 10 feet of water when you graft it, and you're going to run the boat in 14 to 17 where you where you saw a few fish. Yep. But then pitching something up there is a way to figure out if there's fish up there, and then it might change your, your routine. For sure. I would agree. I had very much an okay week. I, did, I feel like we've been pretty positive most weeks. This one was probably... The biggest kind of disappointment. Butt, kind of a butt kicker. I, yeah, I got humbled a couple times this week, and it sucks. And I think part of that is that my expectations are rising, and the outcome is staying about the same right. as two weeks ago. Right. I, every morning I wake up ready to go, like, this is it. Today is going to be a, a good one. And I, they're just, they're okay. They're, they're not great. Still getting some fish, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think it's important to let folks know that we don't always do all that great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your butt kicked from time to time. Yeah. I fished. I had a lot of good, fun fishing memories from um, rig and chubs. This, I fished them almost every day. The problem with them right now, I think, well, one problem I've run into is I think even like the 15-inch walleyes that I come across... That's what they want. They want to eat a big chub. So I've lost quite a few 15-inch walleyes or had bites. You know, they, that doesn't lead to a 15-inch walleye in the boat, right. usually. Right. And the lake I was on this morning, I'm certain there were a couple that were little walleyes yeah. that just didn't get to the boat because I, they couldn't physically get the their hook to their face. Their eyes were much bigger than their stomach. Yeah, yeah. Which is a weird thing. It's like one of those food challenges, you know? <laughs> like, hey... I want to go get this Patrick Zilla, whatever the burger is, you know? Yep. And I'm going to eat three pounds of burger and curly fr or cheesy fries. And then they start diving in. They're like, wow, this is delicious. I'm going to do it. And you get about halfway done. It's like, nope. <laughs> I regret everything. I regret it all. That's funny because the Ulan camps are Pat Zilla champions. <laughs> Those boys, those boys can put it down, man. They still can put it down. They bring like four sandwiches. It's impressive. Uh, yeah, and, and the panfish bite is definitely dropping off. Yeah. So hopefully the walleye fishing picks up pretty soon or could lead to some slow days for you and I, I think. Right. Getting more into committing to one species and having to stick with it the whole time. Otherwise, you can't do them both well. Right. Right, especially if you're searching, searching yeah. for walleyes, you don't have enough. Especially like the, like the evenings, mm -hmm. you don't have enough time if you wait till seven o'clock to say, okay, it's time to go catch some walleyes. Yep. Well, it gets dark at like eight thirty now. Most of my trips are done by eight thirty now. For sure, I think it's even a little. I think sunsets at like eight twenty or eight fifteen now. Yeah. So you run out. You just run out of time. Yeah. So it's, and you need the time to look for them because right. they're not. They're not. Well. They're starting to school, but I don't think it's full fledged. Yeah, yeah. It feels it almost like the weather, the water temperature, the way things are progressing. It almost feels like we're in like the first week of September. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I Which think is we're, great. We're we have transitioned this the week in review into last year versus this year already. So, what what's what are some differences? Do you think that's leading to 
to to a slower August for us. Um, it might sound a little funny, but I think the reason, a, a big reason, is Canada's not on fire. <laughs> honestly like we had so much haze last year like even on the hot 80 degree sunny days there it was still like kind of like an overcast day yeah you know there just wasn't the light coming through right and i think that had a lot to do with it they were just always like hey it feels like prime hunting time yeah let's eat right i i i agree we've had we've had a lot of west wind the last week We've had cooler temps, but we've also almost always had blue skies like like today, and I do think that that might be the uh, a big difference maker. You get the right fishy day right now, and I bet you you do Bang. real well. Yep, um, but it it just hasn't panned out that way. It's either been blue skies or you couldn't be on the water because it was so thundery. Yeah, something was trying to kill you out there. <laughs> Which happened a couple times this week. Yeah. Well, that one yesterday was gnarly. Yeah, yep. And it went through pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, by 9 o'clock, I think you were good to go. But yep. it was it had a lot of energy in it, for sure. Um, other differences, you know, like if we compare the whole season, you and I had a, a really, really great first eight weeks of the yep. season. Up until, you know, you, right around the 1st of July, it was really excellent fishing. Yep. Then pretty similar between the two years don't you think through the month of july yeah july was just slow yeah i had one great day though in july yeah then i didn't have that well i guess i did have uh, yeah it's pretty well the same yeah i had one really good day in july last year too yeah and i chased that bite that you you'd done and had another or had a good day out there um the small lakes are the the one thing i'll say about almost all the little longville lakes i'm fishing now besides maybe woman um, they're, they're, you get big fish out there. Yeah. It's, it, it's pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, we caught a, tw- I had a customer catch a 29 on a little one. His son caught a 26. Um, this morning we had a 23 and a 22 and a 20 and a half, like good fish for, for small waters. For sure. Um, so <laughs> if you're going to get one bite and it's maybe going to be a big one that's the fun thing about the, right. the little longville lakes when the minnow starts kicking you don't know what's gonna bite yeah that's the other part of it the smallmouth on on most of our lakes are overlapping pretty good mm-hmm. with the walleyes so you might have a, a giant smallmouth on uh i ran into a half dozen pretty giant pike on woman <laughs> lake they were all really? chasing the same bait cloud the four of them were over 30 inches no one way. was probably 36 and they were all on the exact same cloud of bait. No kidding. Which was pretty fun. That's wild. Yeah. That That's another plus to the big minnow thing is mm-hmm. uh, everything's going to be big. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I, know that, though. Oh, yeah. That when was, did you do that? That was with Jim Lewis. That was. Oh, la- okay. Yeah. Last week. I think we've gone like 10 days between recording because we did that last one so early. Right. Um, and that was on Woman Lake. Got a couple of walleyes on that spot. Got a couple of small mops. Giant bite. Yeah, and it was funny. Like, okay, the huge predators, the big predators, are are doing this. They're what eating, were they eating? I think they were perch. I'm trying to think if I cut a walleye open or not. I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure they were perch. Oh, it's pretty wicked, though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun times. And then it might be us a little bit too. You know, we. Because we're checking in the same spots, especially right. when we're trying to do half and halves on half days where you get just a couple hours to walleye fish. You almost have to do 
you almost have to fish a memory, fish okay. where you saw some fish the last time, and uh, it'd be birds. Yeah, I do look forward to a day where you and I can go fishing on our own and go find some new stuff. Yeah, I've got a couple ideas for some new stuff, um, especially out on Leech. I just there's some overlooked stuff that I think we need to look at. I'm sure. I think it's kind of necessary. It's coming up soon. We'll get out there. I know what Leech will be going crazy. No, they're. The east side guys, the pike tail folks, are everybody's saying the crankbait bite is is going pretty good. Oh, so, good. Yeah, good for them. That's great. <laughs> um, well, that's about good for August. I think so. Next this week, we say it every time, but this this is gonna be the week, dude. This might be the I mean, week. I think it will be. Next time you hear from us, we'll be you'll be like over the top here. Ne- next time. We do a podcast. The water temperature is going to be at 60. Like, our high temperatures are going to be at, like, 7. It's going to be at 70 degrees at the end of our trips. Yeah. And we're going to start every day at, like, 66, 68. That sounds nice. And that sounds great. Yep. <laughs> Let's take a break, huh? Yeah, sure. This walleye tip of the week is presented by the One Stop in Longville. Uh, my tip of the week, this falls just around the corner. Jig season's just right there. Uh, make sure your mono rods aren't too curly. Make sure you get fresh line on there, fresh mono. I always suggest eight pound this time of year because you're dealing with bigger fish. Um, you know, the suffix advanced, gamma, even XT, we've got it all. And we've got a good selection of it. So come take a look, check it out, get yourself some new line. All right, what makes you think that the jig bite's going to start? I've already caught a few on them, and not like last year where I was just pounding the eighth ounce thumper jig. Yeah. Um, I've I went like methodically. Okay, this is like a good chance for me to catch one, and I'm catching a few. Sure. We're starting to see more and more fish kind of move into the shallow water. We're catching a lot of fish on big minnow. Majority of our fish are coming on big minnows, so that's just a matter of time before they're like, hey. I want this thing bouncing. <laughs> and I agree with them. They should want it bouncing. Um, you know, you drive around. Like, from yesterday to today, I drove, like, the same stretch of road. And there w- it was all green yesterday. And today, we're starting to see, like, a, that off green and a little bit of yellow. Right. The fall. And even some red in the maples. Some right. of the younger maples, I saw a couple red ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, uh, it's coming. Yeah, I think the the bait is sort of depleting now, and a couple of my bites have been driven by bait concentrations, and that, I think, leads to to a jig and a minnow bite, trying to set yourself apart from from that that school of bait that they're hunting. And the fact that they're actively hunting um, means that they're they're aggressive. And you're still, like, when you find a couple fish, like a couple weeks ago it was, you found, like, three fish and you fished them. Yeah. Now it's like you find eight fish and you fish them. Yeah. Which is great. You're starting to see a bigger concentration of fish themselves. Yeah. And soon soon we're going to start finding them on big shoreline structures, and that's going to be the real tipping point. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned earlier, like the right day this time of year, if you catch the right day you and happen to get onto the right school, I think a jig and a minnow could be the defining part of your day. So if, if that were to come up for, for anybody listening or for you or I, 
you know, you get onto, okay, this is a wind-driven shoreline, it's overcast, the, the wind's blowing pretty good, there's a bunch of fish here. They might be eating rigs for sure, but maybe it's worth trying a jig and a minnow because it might be gangbusters. And we've talked about it before. A jig and a minnow is just like the most efficient way to right. catch walleyes. Super quick. Minnows don't have to look perfect, you know. You just got to get it by their face. Yep. Get it by their face if they're hungry. Oh, damn. I know, right? It's, it hasn't been that long. It's been a month and it's been like... 45 days since we've had like since a good jig bite has happened for us yeah that's not that long it seems like forever it does seem like forever <laughs> maybe tonight i got one tonight do you yeah i got a seven and a nine year old too so they're gonna be yeah. fishing some jigs yeah <laughs> don't tangle this <laughs> um yeah it's it's coming especially if we continue to have west winds we are going to be in good shape yeah. That Leech Lake tournament's coming up, the MWC. And this this is prime weather for it. Yeah. Leading up to it. Right. I was telling a couple guys I know who are fishing it, like, I wouldn't do well there if they hadn't moved to the shallow water rocks. Um, no, for sure. Yeah. Dan just left. Let the record show that I am a much better jig fisherman than Dan. I'll smoke them. I'm going to smoke them the next time we go fishing. But hopefully he doesn't find this and it gets posted. Okay. Bye. All right. Sorry about the interruption there. Um, we were talking about jigging. Well, to, to go with the jigging, especially in the fall, it matters a little less in the spring than it does in the fall. It really matters in the fall is, is wind direction. Um, reason being, uh, if you don't have that, when to, to stir up your shallow waters, um, it's going to be too clear for those fish to sit as shallow as they want to be. Yeah, right. So that's a big thing for me. Um, it's a big reason. And then if that, when that water gets turned up, people think, oh, yeah, it pushes the bait fish up there. That's not the case. Bait fish live in the water. They can swim really well. <laughs> they go in there to feed just like the walleyes are going to yeah. go feed on them. I do think it jump starts the food chain, but it's just, it's a little lower than most people realize. Right. Because I do think it probably makes it a little easier for everything to hunt in there. Well, you think about like a little perch or a shiner or whatever they're eating. Well, what are they going to be eating? They're going to be eating little invertebrates. Yeah, well, how do you bugs. get those off the bottom? A little bit of wind. A little bit of wind. Right. A little bit of wind goes a long ways. Lots of the story, I think, starts lower on the food chain than most people realize you know mm -hmm. um but there and then also sometimes you just don't need to know the answer for sure <laughs> the wind That's blows the, that would be like your bite. your your bob landerville <laughs> logic wind's yeah. blowing man well why does it matter because the fish bite in the wind <laughs> and he's like the best south side leech lake well he's the best south and east side leech lake fisherman yeah you're gonna find yep i'd agree freaking bob He's like the counter to the don't fish memories. Cause yeah. he, he'll be like, ooh, it's like eight degrees north of out of a pure west wind. They're gonna bite real good on North Bar. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Twenty five years ago they were on these boulders. Right. And it was just like this. Just like this. I bet that's it. I bet Bob's got a really good memory. 
I bet he does. He probably calls back to like when he was 14 and he had a boat full of, you know, he's guiding at 14. Right. Taking all the resort girls with him. (laughs) They were 30 yards down from the north tip on Pelican. We got them on a a green and orange jig and a fathead. I'm going to try that again. (laughs) Comes back. No, we only got like 18, but it was, it was okay. Got a got a twenty nine and a twenty eight though. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just catching monsters. We're gonna beat him this fall though. We're gonna try like hell. Yep. October sixth. That's the fall tournament. Oh, it's coming up pretty quick. I know it. It's like a month and a half away. A little under a month and a half away. I gotta ask you about a couple trips in October. When do you leave for? October tenth. October tenth. Okay. Um, you gotta give me a what if, but we should take a break. Let's first. take a break. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. They are not there yet, but a staple of fall walleye fishing, the Rainbow Minnow, is going to be making an appearance in Full Stringer soon. Uh, they're great for rigging. They're great for jigging. They're very hardy minnow. Stop in, check out their bait selection at Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Dan, what if you got your captain's license? And in the springtime, you're like, hmm, I'm going to go spend a week up on the rainy river. A week up there? Yep, yep. And let's say after about day two, so you get two days of pre-fish, and the river's opening up, and it's opening up fast, about a mile a day. Okay. About a mile a day, it's opening up. Jeez. You, it started out, you got up there, a Birchdale was open. Yeah. Now, it's all the way up to Frontier. Okay. I want to go, go catch some trophy fish. Yep. I want to go to the Rainy River, and I want to be guided by Dan Ryan. Okay. That's the plan. What's happening? That's the plan for next spring is to have my captain's license and get the season going a little earlier up there. Um, I do think that I would pitch you to do both, to do some walleye fishing and to do some sturgeon fishing. Nice. I think you mentioned probably the first season. That was last year. It seems like a long time ago. It does. Sturgeon fishing is so much fun. <laughs> And it's, they're the biggest. They are the biggest. And they fight real hard. Fishing them's pretty simple. There's a bunch of them up there. I dare you to try and get it off the bottom. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. So I, I would pitch people to do a little bit of both. And if we're going up there, uh, this is I've had a, a few people interested in this already. We're going to go up for the whole day, you know? Like, why would we not be trying right. to fish the majority of the day? And weather can determine a little bit about that. You know, maybe we don't go right till sunset, but let's go until we're everybody's ready to quit. Right. And maybe start with some walleyes, kill off the mil- midday with with a, with some sturgeon fishing, go back to walleye fishing. How great, and this is not an unrealistic day, 65-inch sturgeon, 31-inch walleye in one day. That, that, that happens all the time up there, <laughs> if you hit it right. That's right. sort of the hard part about it is the timing is, is pretty important and the conditions are, are important. And when you're dealing with the river, you're dealing with a lot more variables than just weather. Uh, weather. Um, Especially well, a thawing river. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's fun up there. I think, I don't know, yeah, let my, the what if is let's, yeah, let's for sure go up there. And let's just give it the old college try, and we're hopefully going to catch some monsters, and maybe we end up with, like, 100 walleyes. Maybe we end up catching 100 walleyes. <laughs> right. That and would be like the, well, okay, silver lining. I guess we only catch 100. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you, yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited about that. That's It'll be, be a, an interesting project to figure out how to do a, 
how to do a guide trip well up there. A lot of people do it. I know. A lot of people stay up there for two weeks at a time. Right. Just because they're booked every day. Yep. It's pretty excellent. Living out of a tent. <laughs> right? That's how I bunks, do it. That's bunks are sure freezing. Your, your fiberglass boats are freezing yeah. in your bunks and you're living out of a tent. All right. I'm going to give away. I don't know if it's a secret or not, but why aren't people trying to put Crisco on their trailer bunks? Why aren't you trying to lube them up before you put your boat back on? That's the, brilliant. I think that's got to be, that That would probably work. And I don't know what Crisco does. It's probably not bad for anything. It's just greasy. It's just greasy. little Dawn dish soap when you're done. Right. Maybe just Dawn dish soap. I don't know. I Maybe somebody's doing this, but we saw a lot of people have issues with it. Yeah. Got to be able to lube those things up and stop that from happening. That's brilliant. Also, it's amazing that those bunks freeze. <laughs> boats, man. We watched guys just rocking the heck oh, out of them. Boom. Yep. And like four or five of them. Right. Pushing aside. It's like the wheels are bouncing. Right. And that boat's not coming off. I also don't ever like to see a, bo- a boat full throttle in reverse. And we saw that a lot. A lot. In the super cold. Right. Cold. I'm sure it's fine, but it's just unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Okay. That was a that was a quasi what if, but thanks for the plug. You're welcome. Uh, what are we doing in the fall? What are we doing to make sure everything's ready to go, squared away, ship okay. shape? Step one, go into your boat. Step two, grab your mono rods. Step three, peel off all of the line. I don't care if you did it this spring. Peel it off. It needs to be changed. Okay, I don't care if it's been if you used it for one month change it yeah it'll make your life so much easier and and more enjoyable like it's you can be you can get by right if you have certain the memory issue going on you can get by but that's not fun to deal with especially like if you're on a good bite like okay you lose a couple fish because your line has memory and that the amount of line you put on that is worth two creek chubs <laughs> and when you're jigging so the big thing like for me when i'm jigging and i have customers jigging um, you know, I put slack in the line when I go on my downstroke, mm-hmm. okay? And I have other people do that. And when you put that downstroke, or when you have your rod tip down and you have that downstroke and you have slack and the wind's blowing, it has a natural tendency to want to wrap around that tip. Yep. And if you just put new line on it, that is reduced immensely. Yeah. Yep. And if you want to not deal with that, just put new line on it. Yeah. It takes like, if you've got two rods... It'll take you a total of six minutes. Six minutes of your life. Just and, do it. And restock your jigs, probably. Certainly. Usually my jig box is, like, not in great shape this time of year because I'm not using as many of them. Maybe they're, maybe I got a little water in there. There's some rust on them. So restock your, your jig box. And I like to – I do this in the spring for sure, but I try to do it in the fall as well. Like, just go spend 40 bucks on jigs. Yep. Right? And then not, not have to think about it. Instead of like, oh, i gotta got to go, go to the bait shop and buy eight more jigs. Yeah. Just buy a bunch of them. You know what I was doing? I've, I, I get in this habit a lot. Is, you know, every trip I'd buy minnows, I'd buy like eight bucks worth of jigs, ten bucks worth of jigs. Mm-hmm. And I'd do that like, I did that like eight trips in a row. Do you know how many jigs I had? A gajillion jigs. <laughs> if I just bought a bunch of them and just put them in a special yeah. spot. Hard to inventory them if you're doing them at yeah. 8 or 10 at a time. And I've got like 8 different bags with, you know, 4 jigs in them. Right. 
thought I was, you know, because you break off so much because you're mostly fishing rock. You know, yeah. you break off a bunch, and I thought I was doing well, but evidently I was being dumb. Can't wait. I just used them this spring. It wasn't a big deal. For me as a guide, I just don't do that because of the receipts. Mm-hmm. You already got so many receipts. Mm-hmm. Try to cut down on your receipts. Mm. Well, you don't like the this logging is... industry? You don't care about paper? <laughs> what, you do all, uh, do you do like all paperless copies? What, do you not like the office? Dunder Mifflin. I get all my receipts from Dunder Mifflin. Good call. Um, what else to do in the fall to prep? Uh, I'd check out, like, have a plan for your cold weather gear. You know, is it time to have a good pair or a good rain set? Like, the fall is a, a good time to have it. Make I, sure you got plenty of wool socks. Wool socks, good rain gear, some good, like, base layers. You probably don't own any base layers, do you? I have a pair of wool underwear. Wool underwear? Or, no, long like, johns. Okay. Just one? One. Yeah. I'd have a lot of them. Why? Why do I? Yeah. Because I, t- well, the other job, I'd teach outside all the time. That's I was true. I'd them all winter. That's very true. And, uh... Dude, talk about, like, some good thermal... Get yourself a nice vest. I'm a vest guy now, too. I'm a super big vest. I used, I used to, to make, make fun, fun of, of everybody. <laughs> I was like, what? Is your body cold and your arms are hot? <laughs> It's like, now I get it. I get it, too. I get it. It's embarrassing to admit. It's embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. It's like I have woke, I have seen the light. And every once in a while, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, I like like the look. Pretty dapper. Pretty dapper. Yeah. Um, Get yourself a nice vest. Goes a long ways. Make sure your bilge pump is working. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be... I'm looking forward to the days where I'm running seeing the bilge. that bilge running. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure I'd say make sure your outboard is tip top. At least for me, running so shallow. Yep, in the rocks, tip top. That's about it, I think. So, okay, this might be running a little off the wall here. So, on the opposite spectrum of like what I'm used to, like where the fish would push super shallow. Mm-hmm. They push super deep on casts. That's very true, yeah. How do you fish them out there? What do you do to get ready for a cast lake fall trip? Um, jig wraps work pretty well, especially for keepers. You should keep in mind that uh, you're killing fish down there, right? And that that's the consequence of, of doing this, and I you have to accept a certain amount of that. Uh, like we all fish, we fish that fall tournament, and those those deep fish, a lot of them die. Um, but try to maybe limit that a little bit if you can. Um, jig wrapping and rigging, that's all I do down there in the deep stuff. And that's all braid related? All braid related. Actually, I have had a couple days, I thought I had something figured in one of the cast count, or cast lake tournaments, uh, deep water jig and a red tail bite. And that was a braid thing too. I don't usually fish a jig on braid, but if you're in 35 feet of water, you better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's pretty fun. <clears throat> the fall is so great, man. You know what? Oh, I'm having a baby soon. Congratulations. Just in case anybody, like if I go off the radar and no-show some poor customer, hopefully I'll call him. But if I don't call him, it's probably because I'm catching a baby. Hike. <laughs> <laughs> Both hands. That's how it works, right? What if I bring a net into the delivery room? <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to meet you, Jigging Rap. 
Mm. That'd be great. I've got a new net. Did we ever talk about mm. my new net? Mm. I bought an ego. Yeah, how do you love it? I do. I do love it. I think it's pretty darn good. Um, it's an extendo. I was actually just thinking about catching the baby and how I would maybe extendo it out <laughs> and then break it, right bring back. it back in. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it for. Yep. Um, we do have a few listener comments and questions. I'm discovering that we get listener comments and questions from all over. I get them in my email, through Facebook, SoundCloud. They're, all, they're coming from all over the place. So I, we will get to them. We appreciate them. If, I've, if we've missed them the last week or two, it's just because I'm a dummy. So <laughs> that, that's it. We'll, we'll get to them, I promise you. I had one guy in particular, he was asking. It was a pretty fun question, too. Fall River Shore Fishing, which Ooh. I feel like would be... We're not experts on it, but I bet we could maybe help. Um, so we'll get to that one next week. Let's Perfect. make a note. Perfect. Okay. Uh, give us a listen. Give us a like. Give us a share. And we'll keep doing it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. See you next time.